I'm going to kill what I created. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill my creation. I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. If anybody's going to kill my creation, I'm going to do it. Me. my partner in crime, my main trophy chump brother from another mother. It's Tricky Mick. What's up? Oh! <laughs> Are we doing that? Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's the time you've ever done that. I told you I was going to do a surprise for you. <laughs> that was amazing. I thought you were just going to play the intro on, on your end, but that was uh, that's some hardcore stuff right there, bud. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I am smoking hot now. All right, now you sound good. All right, check, check. Is that better? Is that You're good? Am I too hot? Am I better? It's like causing me to cough. <laughs> yeah, it's going to catch up with you. All right, so yeah, now I'm sounding hot now. This is good. No, what it is, I've got, uh, actually, I had my mic ran into a USB multi port, and that is on the front. So there we go. It's all good. We are in a good place now. Uh, this is working, <laughs> so I'm going to take it. But yeah, tricky. Yeah. Uh, so Zach's um, Zach's daughter is sick, so he couldn't make it. Kalai said she had to work all day and she couldn't make it. And then the last minute, Joe had to bail. So I threw out a hail mary, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know what you got going on, but if you're available, I, I appreciate." I, I your literally company. and here you are pulled into my driveway, and I got your text message. <laughs> Oh, that's like, crazy. Uh, yeah, and I was dealing with some uh, some issues. Um, well, they're probably not issues anymore. Mm. They're probably full blown subscriptions at this point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So yeah, dude. So I appreciate you coming on. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. We slurped earlier. Usually, what we do is we slurp and we toast to our Patreon producers. Uh, this month's Patreon. Pr- pr- Producers, but our Patreon producers for the month of January are Johnny, my name is Effing Mayo, MZ, Effing Nitro, Red Beard Rick, and Sadic. Want to give a shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and thank you guys for all the kind feedback on our Patreon content. So, do we do we know who my name is freaking Mayo actually is? Yeah, SJT. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's funny is he, and we we had this conversation was it last week when he first changed his name to my name is effing mayo on patreon he subscribes as the at the producer level for uh sacred symbols right and it's colin moriarty would read out my name is effing mayo and it was really funny it, it just it, it made me laugh because i was like i know who that is <laughs> 
Uh, he did it for fun, the lulls. Fun times, fun times. JT's a little weird. I love him, but he's a little weird. Hey, we're all a little weird. I mean, we that play we play video games and talk about video games on a podcast. Speaking so. of video games, uh, we're we're now twelve days into two twenty twenty three, and uh, we're, the handcuffs are off, and uh, I'm kind of killing you now. You are destroying it. You are, as a matter of fact, in honor of you, I'm going to play a spam game right now. All you got to so do is hold down R one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that. So far, the only spam game I played was My Name Is Mayor Three. That that was my first platinum of 2023. It's mine too. <laughs> um, and now I am level 807, and I got 615. Well, 617 platinums because PSN profiles won't let me show two of them. Oh, mm. but yeah, I, that's I, nice. I and I did the math. I have enough to hit a thousand platinums, so I might just hit a thousand platinums and give up spam. Bush, <laughs> once you get there, yeah. What's your ETA on a thousand? When you think you'll get it? Uh, well, I'm t- kind of taking a break now because, like, uh, excuse the terminology, it kind of blew my load on the oh, first two whoa, days. Whoa, whoa, and uh. Now I'm relaxing. I'm playing some God of War Ragnarok on the PS4. Going after that, I got to get the PS5 uh, platinum. I'm two. Well, I'm three trophies away, but two of the trophies are linked together. So I just got to do two more things in the game, and I'll have that platinum. Nice. Um, but yeah, I kind of went on a EU and uh, JP spam fest, and I think I think the run in total was 267 platinums in two days. That's amazing. That's some good stuff. Let's talk about what we've been playing, Tricky. I know you mentioned spam, but surely you've played something else. Uh, just Division Two. Uh, I'm still playing that, grinding that out. Uh, and like I said, God of War Ragnarok on the PS4. Nice, nice. I own God of War Ragnarok. I have not opened it yet. I own that. I have Modern Warfare Two and Gotham Knights, and Gotham Knights was the winner of the three. That's the only one I've been playing. So, I've been chipping away at some Gotham Knights. I have been playing some South Park Stick of Truth. I've had to start it over. I started playing it upstairs in my bedroom. And then I was like, man, I don't really get to play that much in there. So, I was like, this is a terrible place to start the game. So, I restarted the game in my office so that I can play, you know, in the mornings and on lunches if I take them. Go ahead. I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. And then I, uh, I so I started over. So I re-rolled a character. I'm doing, you know, going through the beginning of the game again. And then I started playing Mass Effect Legendary or Legacy Con- uh, Edition, whatever version that remaster is. So I'm playing that right now. And uh, we started that for a game club. That's going to be our February game club. So I'm pretty excited because I've never finished Mass Effect. I've never played any of the Mass Effects. Really? I, I, well, okay, I started up two, um, and then they wanted me to do the recap of what would have happened in Mass Effect 1. Correct. And that's where I stopped. Oh, wow, I, I, don't, I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like a game choosing my choices. And obviously, if, if it's bringing the choices from the first game into the second game, there's going to be bits and pieces of the story that I'm not going to know what they are because I didn't experience them. They just were chosen for me. So I might go back and play now the Legendary Edition since I can play Mass Effect 1 on a proper gaming console called the PlayStation. 
There you go. There you go. I started on the OG, the Xbox 360, and the freaking game had a game-breaking glitch where this one waypoint wouldn't go away for this mission, and I was stuck on this planet, and I did everything that I could find to do, and it just would not load. It wouldn't load, and it had the waypoint stuck behind like a wall or something, if I remember correctly. I remember looking it up and just whatever was supposed to happen wasn't happening for me. So I, I turned it off and never played it again. I hear that. And I wouldn't play two or three, even though I own them, because you there was like a 75-point achievement, or there might have been a... There was an achievement, essentially, if you played the other game and you loaded your save file in. So I had to let it be. I hear that. So those trophies and those, those achievements, man, they'll make or break a game. <laughs> Why do you think all the, the rat games are so, so successful? Because they're the best games. <coughs> man, that sort of throwing me off. Yeah, hey, got um, you, man. Did, uh, I, I see in the last day in media, Facebook group, people losing their minds because the what they're calling the shovelware is still on the Sony store. <laughs> That's so funny. Somebody said, didn't Sony say they were limited to access the shovelware games? I'm still seeing a bunch of them. Well, yeah, they, they're... They never said they were going to stop selling them. They just said they're going to hide them more. Yeah. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. I mean, not a fact, lot. The, back, the fact that I bought over 600 of them in the last year, I don't think they're they're taking out the store. Yeah, I, I I think they need to be there. I think they deserve to be there. So some of those are my, some of those games are great. As a matter of fact, uh, our good friends over at Radalika are dropping some new games this week that we're recording. Yeah. Uh just, just so I can speak on that real quick. I said this on Trophy Horse, and I firmly believe this is true. Um, but I also see the other side of it. I think games like the Cricket, C, the Pigeon P, all that stuff. I look at those as a developer. One, it's probably trying to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. But two, what if they're doing that to fund another game they're making by appealing to the trophy masses? Because let's... Let's let's just say they need like a hundred thousand to make a game, and they're able to sell. <laughs> Alexa's trying to answer you how much it costs to make a game. Alexa, cancel. Uh, but let's just say they need a hundred thousand dollars to make a game, and they're able to sell two hundred thousand copies of you know the Pigeon P. Well, now you just paid your hundred thousand, so now you can can continue developing for a bigger game. I yeah, think that could definitely be a possibility. Yeah, I totally agree. I've always said that that's a great way to do it. Now, I think some of these, like the the ones that are basically the same game, and then Just like reskinned, yeah, reskinned. Those are asset flips. Those right there, not not probably not on the up and up. And I do know that they've done some of the guests on Sacred Symbols have done some of the research into like these these companies that are overseas and they're just essentially flipping out games just to make a quick buck. And a lot of the companies are all seem to have the same address. Yeah. Listen, do I believe there are some people doing it just to make a quick buck? Yes. But it's also smart because how many, how many of those games are being sold? I mean, we're all buying them. So I think it's, it's great. I've often said I wanted to do a, uh, I wanted to do a My Name is Mayo style game 
to where you had a South Park style character that just sat there and, and would headbang over and over again. <laughs> and you would play like, like I would put my own music in there and you would have to headbang to the beat of the song. And even if you didn't really get it correct, you would still get the trophies. And as a way, as like a way to a put out a game with an easy platinum and B to, you know, uh, get uh my music out there <laughs> well listen uh look at rock band rock band is a very successful game but the developers put their own band's music in the game and they released it for free like now i know some of the band the, you know the developers bands names there you go i mean their their music is shitty but it's still in the game hey so is mine so it works well we we knew that we you didn't have to say that <laughs> so but yeah dude so um I agree with you. I listen to Trophy Horse, which, by the way, if you're listening to this right now, you should definitely check out our friends over at Trophy Horse. But I totally agree. I think that these are, there's a lot of different reasons. I mean, you got to think about how many of these games were probably, like, Radalika picks up a lot of these games that are, that are, like, mobile games, and they port them to console. Right, which you is know? smart. Yeah, like, these don't, they, not every game is going to be some AAA masterpiece. Like, you're going to start somewhere. And, and not to mention, some of the Radalika games... Like they're good quality games. Absolutely, Devious Dungeons is like one of the uh, that uh, Daggerhood. Those are good games. Yes, they're very quick platinums, but they're still good games. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, one more hero, that little side scroll beat 'em up. That was like an eight hour platinum. God, that game was yeah. amazing. Right, and that uh, that little you know Resident Evil style um, survival horror back in ninety eight. Or back in 1998, like stuff like that, dude. I, I mean, like, Red definitely put out a couple bangers. Yep. So, in my opinion, anyways. So, but that being said, man, I just kind of want to do a quick little run of housekeeping. I know we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants tonight. Tonight's going to be very conversational. Just you and I kind of sitting back, talking shop. Uh, but this is the Loot Bros Podcast. If you don't mind giving the old subscribe, share, the like, all that stuff, as I said earlier, check out Tricky's Podcast, Trophy Horse. All these podcasts are available anywhere and everywhere. Um, my, I've personally launched a YouTube channel recently, and I do these resale videos, and I do these like out in the wild hunting videos where I strap a GoPro to my chest. Me and my kids go out to flea markets, thrift stores, used video game stores, comic cons and conventions, all these different places looking for video game deals, looking for trade deals, all kinds of stuff. We're kind of doing a little bit of everything right now. So like I've got enough footage currently to pump out another three or four videos. And like some of them are Goodwill. Some of them are flea markets. Some of them are thrift stores. Some of them are, um, like I said, a Comic-Con is actually a video game and anime expo, but even still, all kinds of cool stuff. So if you don't mind checking out Resident Daryl on YouTube, if you like any of this content that you're, you've heard about, that you've listened to, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Loot Bros. It is lots of, lots, lots of good content on there. There's... Um, $1 tier, $5 tier, $10 tier, $25 tier, all these different ways that you can get involved in the community. At any of those uh, those tiers, you have voting rights on our monthly and bi-monthly Game of the Month clubs, our, uh, our game clubs. It's awesome stuff, man. So definitely go check out the Patreon. I think that's it. I think that's what I got. So, Tricky. Yes, sir. 
you want to check out our leaderboards? Sure. I, I'm pretty sure I'm uh, the lead for the PlayStation one. You are. That's why I'm so glad to have you here tonight. So in first place, Tricky Mick, knocking it out with 1,261 trophies. And the last game you played was God of War Ragnarok. Hold on. That's it? I mean, I uh, seven days. Oh, it's, it's, it's been seven days since I got the 6,000. So. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it just depended on the day you got your trophies. It resets every day, technically, you know. Gotcha. In second place, we have CJ, the affectatious donk, with 694. So that's finally someone getting up there with him. Third place, we got Sadik with 67. In fourth place, we got Gaz Davis with 51, playing some dangerous golf. And then fifth place, we got Rebby Rick with 39, playing some Fallout New Vegas. Nice, nice, nice. I'm in six with 32. It's kind of wimpy. But I've been playing some Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I think I said Legacy earlier, but man, I don't know. And then we're going to head over to our Xbox leaderboards. I'm styling on your bro with 4,685 achievement points. He's playing some Far Cry 5. Sadik is in second place with 895 achievement points. Playing some Sacred Citadel. Third place, The Bearded Nerd, one of our podcast hosts, with 770. Playing some Shredder's Revenge, finally. It's an amazing game. Fourth place, CJ, Sony Pony to you, with 490. Playing some Neon Souls. And then in fifth place, Red Beer Rick, with 275. Playing Headbangers in Holiday Hell. Never heard of that game. I th- he I think he was talking about that on my uh, said that on my show. That's what he was playing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're gonna have Rick on the show pretty soon. We've been talking back and forth about having him on recently. I'm in sixth place again, so I'm rocking sixth on both leaderboards with 50 achievement points, and I was playing Shredder's Revenge as well. Are you, you're not uh, having the game play for you, are you? Oh no 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 no! no. That's um that's the Calabunga collection. Oh, I'm sorry, I got my I got my. Game's messed up. Yep. All good. But don't worry. I will. Whenever it's time, <laughs> I'll actually, I'll actually cheese it this time around versus last time when I actually played the game legit because I enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, as long as you own it, and you know, don't say like, oh, it's not uh, cheating. Dang. I'm sorry. That's a throwback for my show. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. So listen, so, uh, before you go on the show, I, I was thinking about this at work. I have a business proposal for you. Let's go. Let's hear it. Okay. So you know Chick-fil-A, right? Yep. Good chicken, right? Best chicken. So this is what I, I think we should do. Me and you should go 50-50 and buy a food truck. Okay. Okay. And the only thing we're going to sell is chicken. Okay. We're going to park it outside of a local Chick-fil-A. But okay, we're, but we're only going to be open on Sundays. Ah, I see what you see what you're doing. <laughs> right, right. And then the best part, the name of the business. Okay, side chicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And if and if we want to step it up, we don't want to do the food truck. We just go get a building next to Chick Fil A, right? Yeah. We 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 you know we hire some adult dancers. Of the, of the female variety. Okay. Okay. We cook our chicken there, but 
you know, we, we, we let the gentlemen enjoy the entertainment and eat their chicken. And I got a name for that business. All right. The chicken strips. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but you laughed. It was good. It was, it was for a good laugh. For the lols. I mean, side side chicks is pretty uh, pretty good. Side chicks is pretty good. I like it. I like that a lot. So, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back at the end of the show and I'm going to give the updated uh, backlog beatdown and the trophy rarity competition. I'll pull those spreadsheets out and I will get all that information in in post. So tricky. Yes, sir. I did not put out a a post for community questions. Okay. Instead, I put out something in our Discord, uh, and I wanted to talk about two things this week, okay? I want to talk about our gaming goals. No, excuse me. Let me back it up. I want to talk about our most anticipated games for 2023. Okay. And I want to talk about gaming slash personal goals for 2023. So rather than just go around the horn, let's, let's talk about games that we want. I figure we would talk about a game, then talk about a goal, whether it be a gaming goal or a personal goal, something you want to achieve this year. Now, you came in as a so the savior of the day. You did not get the show notes or anything to prepare. So everything you spit out tonight is going to be on the spot. Correct. But I believe you'll do a great job. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a professional, so. There you go. And, was, and, and the key part is I actually show up. Well, there, there's also that. So, um, that being said, I'll go first and give you a few seconds to kind of collect your thoughts, and then we'll go. Okay. Okay. So, starting off for me, we're gonna go. We're gonna go games first, then goals. All right. So, my first most anticipated game of the year. Now, we'll go around three times. We might go around five times. We'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. Okay. Uh, but for me, most. Anticipated game of the year has got to be the Dead Space remake. That's that's the next most imminent game. This 2023 is going to be the year of survival horror. And you know you say that every year. Yeah, but they keep they keep one up and they keep pumping out more. Like this year, we, I'm gonna knock out, I'm gonna name several games all in the survival horror persuasion. And this one, they're showing a lot of good stuff. And here's the thing. I'm fresh off the heels of beating Dead Space 3 for a game club. Excuse me, Dead Space for a game club. And I just played the Callisto Protocol. The Callisto Protocol was good. I haven't finished it yet. But what I've played of it's good. But it's it, it really primed me for Dead Space. And the reason why I'm anticipating this one more than the ones I'm going to be talking about next is because this one is either going to be really good or really bad. I think that there's more room to screw this one up than some of the the next games that I'm going to talk about. So, but we'll see. So, Tricky, what is a game that you are anticipating? Uh, it doesn't have an official release date. Okay. I don't know that it's coming in 2023, although everything that I've heard says it is coming. And that's the Division Heartland. Okay. Which is a free to free it's a it's set in the Division universe, but it's a 
open world free to play game. And uh, from what I've seen of it, and some firsthand uh, time on with it, I think it's going to be a really good quality game. I dig it. Um, obviously, because it's in division lore, that attracts me. But the gameplay itself is cool because you have to go out and you have to do missions and it's done in day by day uh, timeline. So you could go out at noon and you could stay out as long as you want, but the time of day changes. So as it starts getting darker and and more nighttime, then the more vile and dangerous enemies come out. Sweet. And you always have a mission. <clears throat> but whenever you launch on a mission, you don't go out by yourself. You go out with a group of people. And you're not necessarily in a group, so to speak, because everybody can go out and do their own thing. And anybody can extract at any time. So you may go into the world with 20 people, 20 agents. But they may all extract while you decide, you know, I got to stay the night because I didn't get that one component and you have to fight through the night. So you can get attacked by the most dangerous enemies. You can get attacked by rogue agents. You can get attacked by hunters. All that stuff. Dang. And you may think like, okay, I'm prepared for this. But, and this is the kicker, your ammo is extremely limited. Oh, getting in the survival horror territory now. And in um, within the vision world, they didn't, there's always been melee. Obviously, you can hit somebody with the butt of your gun. But this one, they give you kind of like a pickaxe that does more damage. So when you go out into the world and they want you to more focus on melee than they do gun combat. Which adds a level because certain enemies you can't get close to because they'll set you on fire or whatever the case may be. So it's not always like a, a, a given that you're going to be able to do such and such thing. Nice. Nice. That sounds good, man. My only worry with it is because it's free to play, it might be a microtransaction hell. Oh, I'm sure. That's my only worry about it. It's got to be. I mean, if they're if they, and since they announced it being free to play, it's probably going to have a incredibly long tail, which is good. That's what you want. It might also be that they're just going to do lots of expansions, which is probably, I would imagine, up your alley. Right. But uh, definitely microtransactions. And if they keep it cosmetic, then that won't matter because you'll just buy stuff and be happy with it. Yeah. If they go free to play with it, it's going to destroy the game. Or not free to play. I'm sorry. uh, Pay to win. If they go pay to win, it's going to destroy it. Yeah, that that would murder that game. Because you can't, especially in the dark zone, you can't have pay to win. Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, I, I didn't say this, but that's the thing. There is no dark zone. The entire game is uh, the dark zone. Okay. So your your fellow agents could turn on you. <laughs> at any time. Dang. And they don't get marked as uh, a rogue agent. It You know, it could be friendly fire. So it's it's not only you're dealing with the people that you don't know, but you're dealing with the enemies, you're dealing with everything else. And like I said, at any time, you could t- go rogue. You know, like, 
let, let's just say you have to go out and get 20 bottles of water. And you're not getting the water you need. You could turn on me, take my 19 bottles, go extract. Meanwhile, I'm stuck there. Now I have to get 20 more bottles. My next category will be a goal. And one of the things I said I wanted to do in 2022 was I wanted to be killed in a comic book. <laughs> well, I'll have you know that in 2023, the comic book that I'm going to be a character that is going to look like me will be killed in is going to come out this year. So goal accomplished. Super, super excited about that. I was going to say, don't spoil the name of the comic. No, no, no. I'm not doing that yet. So, uh, uh, he said, I'm not that, doing that yet. <laughs> <laughs> once all that happens, I will definitely be pimping, pimping in the wares. All right. But the other one of the other goals I had announced that I had for 2022 was I wanted to be in a video game. I wanted to be, whether it was, hang on one second. So I guess the Waterman has come back. Yeah, the Waterman's back. Hang on one second. I was going to vamp for a minute, but you kind of destroyed it. So the Waterman's back. Um, apparently, Daryl doesn't like to pay for his water. So they're coming to get the money. Um, I I assume that he has, also doesn't pay for his garbage pickup, which is disrespectful to me because, you know, me being a garbage man, you got to pay your garbage man. Pay your garbage man. And, you know, tip them at Christmas time because they need the money. I guess he's not back yet, so I have to vamp. Uh, besides your guards, man, you know, say hi to your neighbor. Check in on your neighbor, especially the elderly ones. When it gets cold out here like this, they need the heat. It's weird listening to you talk in my ear while I'm hugging and loving my wife. <laughs> this is, is going to be such a, a fun edit. <laughs> And like she knows I record every Thursday night and she's like she just got back from a dinner with her girlfriends and she like comes busting in the room and my door is like super loud. Right. And then um <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's Thursday. Um, can I come love on you? <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't I mean, I don't ever tell anybody they can't come in here. I'm just like, if you're gonna come in here, just be quiet. I hear you. So, but normally I don't. I don't shut the door all the way. Uh, I just kind of pull it closed because it makes such a loud clacking noise. But, anyways, great vamp, by the way. <laughs> as I got my, I'm, as I'm hugging my wife, I hear Triggy in the background. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, so check it out. So, one of my goals for last year, as I said, was I want to be in a video game, whether that be musically or as a voice actor. And I'll have you know that that is happening this year. I've already submitted my lines. And I will be contributing my god-awful voice into a game. I'm also working on music for said game as well. So that is really cool. Finally got the drums done for this one. Now I'll be laying down some guitars in the coming weeks. Probably next week, most likely. And it'll be, it'll be good stuff. I hope not vocals. God, no. You definitely don't want that. You Talking is tolerable. Singing, unbearable. <laughs> so the, this game that you're going to be in. Yes. Could I get uh, the platinum in you know a minute? I don't think you get it in a minute. Uh, the developer has, 
I don't want to say lofty goals, but he wants to make the trophies and achievements uh, meaningful. But I have encouraged making it easy, if not front in, front loaded, to encourage more sales. I I really think me, you, and Greg Miller need to go in business and become like the <laughs> consultants, the trophy <laughs> consultants for games. Yeah, there you go. So my so that being said, I want to follow up, right? So I want to follow up my goals. So because because those seem to be coming true this year. So what I want to do is I want to follow it up. I want to contribute music to another game in 2023. So. I, as of the time of recording, I didn't think it was going to happen on this one until this week. So last week or early in the week when I had pitched this topic and I had kind of put my notes down, I'm like, here's kind of where my head is at. Here's where my personal goals for 2023 are just across the board, things I want to accomplish this year. And then I was like, well, the voice acting is is happening. So now I really want to focus on the music. And then conversation persisted, and it was like, hey, there's still an option to contribute some music to this game. I'm like, oh, well, boom, let's go. So I'm not counting that game. I want to contribute music to another game. So this would technically be two that I would be contributing music to in my life thus far. So tricky, personal yes, goals. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't ever set goals. Only because I often leave myself disappointed when I don't achieve <laughs> said goal. Um, <sighs> can I can I drop a little nugget on you real quick? Oh, I I do like nuggets. So this is this is what my sister said to me, and my sister is I'm I'm a big fan of my sister. I think that you know she's a hustler out there making some money, and she's a small business owner and. I just like seeing, you know, her drive. And we were having a business meeting one day and someone had mentioned something and she goes, if you don't have a plan, then you plan to fail. And this resonates because my wife is the planner of our relationship. She's always a plan. this, a plan that you, you want to make me slide out of my seat. Tell me your five year plan. And I'm like, man, I just don't get that. I don't resonate that. I've always been a fly by the seat of my pants, like shoot from the hip, whatever feels good. Let's go do that. And the older I get, I guess the longer I'm with my wife, the more that a plan is attractive and the more that setting goals and achieving goals has become a thing that I'm interested in. This is the first year that I've set, let me Technically, last year I set some goals, but this is the first year I've said, all right, I'm giving myself a calendar year to knock these things out. And if I haven't accomplished some of these by the middle of the year, I need to look at what I did for the first six months and then change something for the last six months. Like I've the same way I host my meetings and stuff for my sales team, because I'm a sales manager at my brokerage. And I have to set goals. I have to have those conversations. I have to have those meetings. So I'm trying to apply that to myself across the board. And the thing that triggered it all was, if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. See, now you're making me feel bad. No, no, no. You should be inspired. So now I'm planning to fail is what you're saying to me. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's not very encouraging, sir. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I I, normally like I, I, I have goals 
that I set out to do. Like I, you know, I want to make the the website better. I want to make the the podcast better, and there's things I want to do. But it's it frustrates me when I can't accomplish something because somebody or something is not set in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm not you know calling out names or anything in particular, but it's just frustrating place. You know, like you want to do this, and this is an awesome idea, and it just never comes to fruition. And I got that um, from an old an old idea for a podcast that I had that I thought would be really freaking cool to do one day. Is uh, the podcast was going to be called Cannibal Arcade? Okay, okay, and the way the show was going to be premised is I'm a game dev. You're an, uh, the lead artist. Um, and, you know, somebody else has, you know, got some uh, game development role. And what we do is the premise is we all get together every week inside the boardroom. And we talk about developing our game. But we do it under the guise of reporting news. Okay. So, just to take for example, um, GTA is coming out with a three-person protagonist, like they did for five. Right. So we talk about putting three protagonists in our game, but we do it under the guise of saying, hey, we really need to copy Rockstar in this way. So we're reporting that Rockstar is putting out three protagonists, but we're doing it in the guise of, we're going to put this in our game. So you tell the news, but it's all unscripted. And you that, and then at the end of the episode, we say, oh, all these ideas suck. Let's just meet again next week. We can talk about other ideas. And the game never gets made. Got you. Got you. Because okay. we're always failing to come up with a plan. But we talk about the game under the guise of reporting the news. Okay, that's fair. it's pretty interesting. That's definitely a a very meta level of 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 reporting the news. So it's very interesting because you know you can get boring hearing different podcasts report the news in the same way. You know, so right? That's, that's pretty interesting. I, I but the problem is is that nobody else uh, like somebody wanted to make it scripted. Somebody wanted to do this. I was like, no. The idea is that we all fly off the cuff. And the best part is is you know a uh, good friend of Trophy Horse, Jeff Hanna. He was in game development. And I, I pitched it to him, and he's like, I really like the idea. I said, but what we do is when we bring you on the show, we'll put it under the guise like we're trying to steal you away from volition. <laughs> and at the end, he goes, you know what? I, I don't like this. I'm going back to volition. And he was like, I'm down for it, but I don't know if volition would be down for it because then we had to get permission from volition to use their name because we're trying to poach their employee. It was it was a it was a line, but gotcha, gotcha. I always thought that was a really good idea. It's but, interesting, though. Yeah, but see, like something like that, you know, I, I I plan to do that, and it's like, nope, that never happened, and it's frustrating because like I thought it was a really good idea. Heck yeah, dude, I dig that. So that being said, what is your goal? My goal is to make the podcast better. Okay. Uh, my goal is to bring on more guests, uh, bring more entertaining people onto the show. Um, 
and I, that's not knocking anybody that's been on the show because people are interested, but, um, yeah, just trying to do the show in different ways. Like, this year we started doing, or, well, actually, last year we started doing the show live on Twitch, which has seemed to help out a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, my only goal that I'm going to make is to make the podcast and website better. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I like that a lot. So, all right, next most anticipated game for me. Man, it's going to be, and I don't know if it's going to make it this year. Yeah, There's no official release date. Uh, but Alone in the Dark, the, the next Alone in the Dark installment, this was shown off at the THQ Showcase, on THQ Nordic Showcase, about, I don't know, what, August or so. And I am a huge Alone in the Dark franchise fan. I freaking love those games. And the PS3 Alone in the Dark game, I think, is just, it's like a janky treasure. Like, it's so cool. And I have the Platinum in that game. And it was not the easiest Platinum in the world to get. But I just had an absolute blast doing it. But I just, I don't know that it's really going to come out this year. You know, I, I would love for it to come out this year, but I just, I just don't know. But that would be a game that I am really looking forward to. It's got a very early 1900s aesthetic from the video. And we've only seen one little cinematic trailer for it. And so I, if I, I guess if I was being a, a, a guessing guy, I, I mean, a betting man, I'd say it's probably not coming out this year, but I am super hyped for it. Like through the moon, we on a list of like all the horror games coming out. I'm like, oof, that's really up there at the top for me. And I, I just, I love it. I, if the th- Xbox 360 version didn't just really suck to play, mm-hmm. I would go back through and, because they, they did so many updates when the PS3 version came out that it's a different game almost. So I would definitely uh, highly recommend playing the Alone in the Dark Inferno edition on PS3. Dante's Inferno? Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what game you're not anticipating playing this year? Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. <laughs> Delayed yet again. Yes, I know. Isn't that crazy? Unbelievable. Uh, guys in my text chat are like, oh, this turned into the next Duke Nukem forever. Dude, it's already beat It's already beat Duke Nukem. Unbelievable. No, no, no. That was Beyond Good and Evil 2 that beat Duke Nukem. As far Is as it? The, yeah, it's the, most, it's the longest delay game of all time so far. Well, are you talking about from announcement or from the last game? Um, from I, I guess from announcement because it would have to be from when it's in development. Because Duke Nukem Forever was what fifteen years. Yeah, it's going bon- right, not going well. It's Beyond Good and Evil didn't get announced fifteen years ago. Yeah, dude, it, it actually. I read an article not too long ago that it was because uh, I think it got announced. It got reannounced with Elijah Wood and stuff a few years back. That's okay. Maybe I missed the announcement back in the past. Yeah, yeah. It it it's like old old. It has like a really old announcement. So, but yeah. So, next most anticipated game for you, Triggy. <sighs> Let me look. I'm looking at a list. Um, I think this is the right one. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. Um. They're going back to the old style Assassin's Creed games, not the big open world uh, where the combat um, 
it, it, it's either that one or it's the uh, the code red, which is going back to the old style. That's the one I'm looking for. But uh, I'm just gonna say Assassin's Creed in general because they're they're launching their Assassin's Creed universe where all the games are gonna merge into one. I think it's called Assassin's Creed Infinity. Yep, it sounds um, sounds about right. Uh so. I'm I'm really interested in seeing where Assassin's Creed goes. Um and I think Mirage is coming out this year. I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It's gotta be coming out this year. So I'm gonna go with that. Heck yeah, dude. That's uh, uh that's so funny because they were like, Yeah, we're gonna like space out our releases, you know, a little a little less Assassin's Creed at one time, and then they're like, F that noise, here's three Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's been three years since uh, Valhalla came out, right? Um, has it been three? I know it's been at least two. Because my my dude, my freaking my day one copy of Valhalla still unopened on the shelf. Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, so funny. But uh, it's I don't know I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> like I, it's so funny because I bought that game off of John Michael, um, old Game Squat, and he ordered it from Best Buy, and they sent him. It seemed two copies. He had to go in store to pick one up, and then one showed up at his house. So he's like, "Man, they gave me an extra copy of that." And um, what was that other game that came out at the same time as Bahala? That other Ubisoft of Moral game. Like the, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, it's like um, it's like the Zelda game, but Ubisoft version. I cannot remember the name of it now. It's got it's... the Greek gods kind of opening up, doing dialogue. <gasps> oh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yes, Phoenix Rising. That's what. It's... So I got both of those off of him for thirty bucks each. The <laughs> the week they came out, and so I didn't. I was like, oh, cool. We played Immortals and didn't love it. Me and my oh, son. I love that game. Yeah, we we did not like that at all. And then, uh, yeah, I like I like how he charged you thirty dollars for a free game. Oh, he charged me thirty dollars each. <laughs> That's what I'm saying for a free yeah. for free games. Something did. that didn't come out of his pocket. Hey, man, you got. I would have given it to you for free. You got to make money, so I got to admire the hustle. I, I would have gave it to you for free, just you know, for the record. Well, that that's very kind of you. That's why you're a good guy, tricky, and that's bad guy, John Michael. Now, now, are you sure that uh, John Michael's wife didn't order for him? You know, because you know he likes to accuse wives of doing work. Um, I'm throwing that, a lot of shade this episode. Just so you yeah, know. you're. you're <laughs> it's, kind of, it's so funny. There's a handful of things throwing me off right now. Okay, hey, <laughs> apparently the way I've been using my microphone has been not working correctly for quite some time because you know i'm using the yeti blue and it has a, a built-in monitoring but i usually can't hear myself talk through it and now you can hear yourself talk through it i'm going with a fresh cord direct into one of my usb 3.0 right um ports and this thing is crisp so i can hear myself <laughs> And it's just weird. Like I'm sitting here talking, and I feel like I'm off a bit. You know, I feel like I'm a little off my, off my rocker a little bit because I'm like, dang, I'm hearing myself so well. It's weird. And then like every, you know, couple couple rounds, you throwing shades. So I'm like, uh, well, I mean, I, I got to come on here because I, I, you know, no, not a shot at you or anything, but 
I haven't listened to podcasts in quite a while just because I used to listen to them at work. And now with my new position, I don't have the opportunity to listen to podcasts at work. I get that. So I'm really behind a lot of my shows. But I keep hearing from the grapevine that uh, you guys throw a lot of shade my way. Oh, yeah. Including calling me the uh, the one who, who shall not be mentioned. The one who shall not be named. Or oh, no, he named. who shall not be named. Yes. So I'm taking my chance to say, listen, I'm on your episode where you guys aren't. And I don't think your guys are going to listen to this. So I'm going to throw a lot of shade at them and see if they pick up on it. I'll do it, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I think at one point in time you asked me about that. The he who shall not be named is from Harry Potter. Right, Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort, yeah. And so every time someone says his name, they're like, no, you can't say that because basically he'll come after you and kill you. Right. And and so whenever, like last year, or whenever we went to Universal, gosh, was it last year? Technically, the year before, technically, we were watching all the Harry Potter movies, and then the Snape was like, he who shall not be named. (laughs) And then I think Zach said that about you. Like we were talking about you on the show one night and, and Zach was like, he who shall not be named. And it just stuck. Dude. It was so freaking funny. It's fine. I mean, it, it's, it is what it is, but don't, don't expect uh, me just to sit by and take it. That's right. Hey man, don't take it. Don't take that junk. Just like twisted sister. We're not going to take it. That's right. There you go. So yeah. So my second most anticipated game Alone in the Dark. So now you're up. No, wait, you, you I, said Assassin's Creed, didn't you? Yes. Okay. So then it's my is a goal. My next up is a goal. So my next goal is a personal goal, not a gaming goal. Also, out, it's completely outside of gaming, but is to become a small business owner this year. Hey, so, chicken strips. Say what? Chicken strips. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've already basically laid the whole business model out for me. So. Uh, but yeah, so I will, I want to be a small business owner this year. I, I'm, I've been dancing around a lot of things for a while. And very much for fear of failure. But I think this year is the year I'm very close to pulling the trigger on a couple of different things. And I got a really cool opportunity this past week. I think I might have to take. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about a couple things, but my goal this year is to be officially a small business owner. That's a good goal. I like it. I like it. Not saying I got to be super successful, but just be a small business owner. So just got to own a business. I just got to own a business. Just got to pay that $125 for my for LLC business and business is here. Here's the thing. So I've gotten into, and it's no secret, I've been talking about it a lot lately, but I've gotten into reselling video games, right? And That's your business right there. The thing is, I've been putting it off because this is something technically I should have done a decade ago, but I really love buying and selling and trading video games on the side as a hobby. The thing is, I've got enough inventory in my basement right now to uh, to open a used video game, comic book, and movie store, like like a, like a brick and mortar store, an actual brick and mortar store. Yes, I could fully outfit it, and I'm like the thing. The reason why I'm considering it now is because the mortgage business is so volatile and so slow. Not only is it slow, but it's just so 
Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. But it's it's frustrating because it can be going so well and then it can go really bad for no fault of your own because there's so many moving parts. So I'm like, man, I really love the stability of something that's not so wild and crazy. And I pitched this to my brother, and I've mentioned it on the show before, but opening a physical store and then doing the mortgages kind of out the back. You know, lease out one of the offices to the mortgage brokerage. The brokerage pays the rent, and then we just sell video games in the meantime. But the the reason why I'm considering doing it is because at that point, then things come to you. You're not always hunting for them. Then people take... The, the the Nintendo collection, the 64 collection, the GameCubes, the Dreamcast, the all that stuff, and they take it to you to trade in for credit or sell it for cash. And one of my I'm 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 getting to be pretty friendly with a guy who owns a used video game store. And essentially that's what he did. He's like, that's exactly why I have this. Because it comes to me. And the stuff that comes to him now is so incredible. That I'm just like, I'm that much closer to biting. Like I am, I'm like days away from just saying, F it, let's go. <laughs> so if, especially after this month, this, this particular month in the mortgage business. Yeah. I'm very much just like the loot bros game exchange. Let's go. The proven exchange. Oh, there you go. There you go. The proven like loot exchange. Because here's my thing, right? It's so multifaceted too, right? I already do all the podcast stuff. I do the content creation stuff. If I just opened the store, set myself some pretty reasonable and accessible hours, did mortgages during my downtime. And I say downtime in a very light fashion because I know that there's processing games and testing all these things and cleaning this stuff up takes a lot of time. I mean, if you, as a matter of fact, I'm going to send you a picture right now of just the stuff I've picked up this week. Okay. There is a tub with, oh man, come on phone. Stop being a jerk. There's a tub with consoles in it and, and, um, controllers. There are one, two, three, four, five, six packages on top. There's a bin of video games. There's stacks of video games. There's figures. There's all kinds of stuff over here. It's crazy stuff. Stuff that I got to process clean and put on eBay. So I understand that like it takes up a lot of time, but my thoughts are, you know, open the store, get it going, do the mortgages. When the mortgage business swings back, you know, maybe hire someone to run my store or at least work in it so that I can hop to the back, you know, work on my mortgage stuff, you know, arrange my loans, as they say. And then when my children are a little bit older, they can all start working there. And that's kind of the idea to do something in the next two years that then allows my children a place to work and make some money while they're in high school. Sorry, I was writing a joke back to you. Oh, you're good. I, I paid attention to you. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saw the comment? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, I, that was the first thing I was like, whoa. I think I'm so glad. All right. Uh, yeah. Where are we at now? Uh, so your next goal. I don't, I, this is tough because I don't have goals. Oh. Putting you on the spot, um, man. 
Make one up. To win the Powerball. Oh, that is a goal, a lofty goal right there. That'll put PG on the map for sure. Listen, I, I pledge this right now. I say this on the show. I win the Powerball, and it, it's over a billion dollars. I'm personally flying to your house, Alex's house, and Yield's house, and I'm handing you a million dollars cash. We're doing this thing. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've already told my crew several times, you, you let me strike it lucrative. Now, I'm not even saying rich. You let me strike it lucrative. And then everyone that I do content with, we're doing that for a living. Like yeah, that's that that's exactly what I said. Everybody is gonna quit their jobs and we're gonna do proving gamer full time. There you go. So also all you need is a budget. That's it. So And if I if I five five hundred million, we got a budget. <laughs> a small price of five hundred million dollars. So that's a good goal. I like it. Hit that powerball. Don't forget about us. The, oh. the cool thing is, is you can podcast on some island that you own. Oh, the best part is that I, I told my coworkers, I said, if I win the Powerball, um, you're going to come in one day. There's going to be a brand new flat screen, 85 inch television in the break room, and you're never going to see my ass again. <laughs> it's just going to have a note saying, love tricky. There you go. That's amazing. Gotcha. All right. So next up is my next most anticipated game. And this one's going to be Resident Evil 4 Remake. Now, the reason why this is not my most anticipated game is that I already think Resident Evil 4 is a masterpiece. You would think that. It is a masterpiece. It's really good. Now, don't get me wrong. The way these last few remakes have been, they've been excellent. So there's no real reason for me not to think that the next one's not going to be excellent. But just like Dead Space... This is either going to be really good or really bad. I, I don't I don't see a world where it's going to be mediocre. I think it's very possible that this game's going to come out and it's going to be like absolutely incredible. But I also think it's possible this game's going to come out and it's going to rub people like me the wrong way because they're going to change things. For example, Resident Evil 2 remake, beautiful game, amazing characters. I mean, amazing attention to detail, incredible game. But they changed the story, and they changed the A-B scenarios, and they changed it just enough to F it up for me. Like, I don't like the remake story because it takes away all of the real relationship relevance and the reason why Leon and Claire come out so close, why they actually care about each other. So, for me, I'm very excited about it. Day one, going to play, but this is the first. As a matter of fact, this year, starting with Callisto Protocol, is the first time I'm not buying collector's editions for games. At all? I haven't bought one yet. I didn't buy Callisto Protocol, and I didn't even pre-order Resident Evil 4 Remake yet, which I don't remember if it had a... I think it does have a, a collector's edition. But no, no, I'm taking... I mean, I financially, I can't do that right now. Like this, The, the business is so slow, I, I can't spend... Two and three hundred dollars on, you know, what I'm saying collector's editions, but also I am being more responsible as a gamer and I'm going to purchase one version of the game, not three, and I'm just going to play it and enjoy it. Yeah, but the problem is, is you buy games, but you leave them in the shit crap. Yeah, well, see, and that's my problem is 
that's why I've come to this conclusion to where I need to dial it back because I've got two, three shelves of sealed games. Some of them I paid full price for. Most of them I didn't. But then you see me post these these pictures of my hauls like two and three times a week where I'm like, for the price of one game, I'm buying 30 and 40. So granted, I'm buying them to resell them and to trade them and to bundle them and all that stuff. But it's kind of like, why spend $300 on one game and a, and a statue when I can spend $300 on someone's entire collection? That's true. So it's just hard for me right now to wrap my head around it. Like, I'll give you an example. There's this couple, this dude and this chick on Facebook Marketplace that I'm negotiating a deal with. They've got 49 PS3 games that they want to sell me for $200. When I did the math, that comes out to like $4 and some change per game. And I'm like, only one of them is really valuable. It's uh, the X-Men Origins Wolverine, which, you know, right. on a good day, resells for 50 or 60 bucks. I already own it on PS3. So it's like, I don't really need that. I would buy the bundle for that game, but I'd be paying $200 to then make, let's say 60 bucks. So I'm $140 invested, you know, and then when you do the math, you know, 48 games there are, you know, into a hundred and where my, was my math at now? hundred. What am I at? $140. I think is what I'm at. It, it just, for me, it's like, wow, that's still more than I'm paying in other places. And it's not that I don't want to pay that or can't afford to pay that, especially if I'm going to be flipping some of them. But a lot of that stuff I already have. And another issue I'm having is it's like, well, PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 are kind of the main three areas that I collect personally. So then it's like, would I buy this to flip it? Would I buy it to keep some of it? And I just go through this whole, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, is it even worth it? Where's the, what am I going to do? How am I going to extract the value of it? How am I going to justify it? So then t the bigger picture is I can't do a collector's edition at all right now. I just, it's completely out of the picture. If I can't buy 49 PS3 games for $200, I definitely can't buy one game for $200. Right, right. Oh. So. All right, so you're next up. Next most anticipated game. Oh, God. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, so that's, that's the, tonight's business is all about being on the spot. Uh, I'm looking over games. I'm, I'm cheating. I'm looking at a list. That's all right. I put you on the spot. I mean, you, know, you didn't have any warning, so look at your list. See, I want to say Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. But that's not a Zelda game. I mean, the last one wasn't a Zelda game, so... And this is the sequel to that, so that means this can't be a Zelda game. <laughs> the the, the non-Zelda sequel to a non-Zelda game. I like right. it. Right. Um, we don't... Okay, I, I'm going to cheat. Okay. Because there is no way in hell it's coming out in 2023. But... Massive, the people that made uh, The Division, they are making an open-world Star Wars game. Okay. And I really, really, really want to know what that's like. Because if I could play The Division with Star Wars characters, I'm all in. That would be dope. I'm, 
I'm buying that collector's edition. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, so that's gonna be good, man. I don't. I don't. I think that they uh, they've made two very excellent games. I don't know what those guys made before the division because I've never looked into it. But those are excellent games. Yeah, I mean, the the problem with uh, the problem with the division is they came out and they were a little broken uh, when they first came out. But over time, they've developed it. And the problem with developing a game like The Division is every time you fix something, something breaks. Yep. Um, I'm looking at Massive right now. They actually made uh, Far Cry 3. Oh, wow. They made South Park Fractured But Whole. And they're coming out with an Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game. Sweet. So they they got some chops. And they also made the uh SEO collection for the Switch. Dang. Uh so. Now do they have a developer credit on it or did they port it? Um I don't know. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia. And it says in twenty eleven they made Assassin's Creed Revelations. Okay. Which came out for the three, the four, the three sixty, and the one. And then it says Nintendo Switch, and next to it says the SEO collection. Sweet. Um, they also made Just Dance Now for the mobile. And, of course, the two Division games. And then, like, the to be announced is the untitled Star Wars game. I, I think the Star Wars game is going to come out in 2024. Because I think they're focusing on Avatar right now. But right now, Massive is making, or is working on three different games. They're still coming out with content for the Division 2. They're making Avatar, and they're also making the Star Wars game. It's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to cheat and say the Star Wars game, which I don't think is coming out in 2023, but that I'm highly anticipating that game. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right, so next up for me is goals. So my next goal is a personal goal outside of gaming. This one is a weight loss goal. So last year, my wife and I started, I think in May, I think sometime in May, we started this program called E2M, Eager to Motivate. My goal was to get down to 250 pounds. That was my original goal. And the way that this program is, is, is worked up, it's in eight-week rounds. So you get, you're given a menu every week of items that you can put together, and you have a workout plan. You have to fast from 8 p.m. until noon the next day. Okay, so reset your gut is kind of the idea behind it. That being said, I did not do any of the exercises the entire first eight weeks. I lost 38 pounds. I started at 305, and I was like, man, that was a really good round. The second round, I ended up losing another 18 or so pounds, whatever it ended up being. The third round I did, I actually left the round gaining a few pounds back. And then now I'm starting off kind of at my, around the ballpark of my lowest weight. So total, I lost about 56 pounds. I got down to 249. So that's the lowest I've gotten down to since, since I started this program. So I, technically, I reached my goal. I got, I got down under 250, 
And after that first round, I kind of reassess. I'm like, well, if I can do 38 pounds in eight weeks, then I probably need to reassess and maybe my next goal after 250 should be 225. So this round that started up beginning of this month, so in you know, January, I started off at 254, just a few pounds heavy, but coming off the holidays. So, and my goal is to get to 225 this year. Like, I would love to get there early this year. I'd love to get there before May because that would be my anniversary of starting the program. But my goal is to get to 225, and which would put me in what you would call maintenance. And then your diet changes up a little bit and your exercise plan changes up a little bit. But the way that I'm trying to achieve this goal this year is I've actually incorporated the exercise plan on top of the diet. So I've maintained the diet for, you know, half a year. And then now I'm going to continue to maintain the diet, but also add in the exercise. My wife's doing this with me. And so like today at like five o'clock, we stopped working. She had got home from work and, uh, what was it? Five? Yeah, it was about five o'clock, maybe, maybe four forty-five, something like that. And then we started doing our circuit and it's five rounds of five or six different exercises for a minute straight within a, with a minute break in between. And it was rough, man. I had a nice sweaty picture (laughs) she took of us when we were done. And I really, really, really feel like this is going to be my best couple rounds. You know, this one and the next one. So I'm hoping to get to my goal by May. If I can get there by my anniversary, that would be like stellar. I'd be super thrilled with that. And I have not been 225 pounds since my wife and I started dating. We've been together 21 years. I was 198 pounds when we started dating. I don't know that I want to get to 198. I think I want to be around the you know 220, 225 range for for long term. But we'll see. When I get to 225, I might keep going. Okay. So that's me. That's my goal. Uh, my goal is to do nothing different and lose weight. <laughs> you you know you're laughing but um see my problem i mean everybody knows i'm a big boy um i was i've been overweight since i was a teenager but i never really changed what i ate and i never really gained weight i never really lost weight it just always maintained and but the problem with me is that because of the the hours I work and the job that I do, I really don't eat except for one time a day. Mm-hmm. Which you know, as you know, a guy that's uh, into health and fitness, it's really not good for you. Correct. Because what your body does is, when you eat something, it immediately stores it to fat. Because it doesn't know when it's going to get more food. Correct. So it stores it to fat so it can feed itself. Uh, so I've started, you know, just eating an apple or eating a can of Chef Boyardee or just nibbling on something. And I, I haven't really changed what I eat, just eating at different times of the day. And I've dropped close to 75 pounds. There you go. Good job. 
And now, if I could cut soda out of my life, quit smoking, stop eating, you know, fried chicken and chicken wings with no seasoning. I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> Don't everybody kill me. Uh, but I'd, I'd probably lose a lot more weight. Um, I was about 320, and now I'm about 260, 250. And I've really done anything different other than just eat more times more times a day. It's good stuff, man. Yep. So that's my goal. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, like my goal is, like I said, just to get to maintenance before May. If I could do that, and just to piggyback off what you were saying, a lot of what I've learned is it's not just what you eat. It's when you eat. It's how you eat. Like they give us this meal plan, and it's like, portion control and you know you should be eating six ounces of protein three times a day within that window but then you turn it off at at 8 p.m and then you fast all night dude i am freaking starving we're recording right now it's 11 17 Mm -hmm. i am starving like i got done with dinner tonight and i didn't stop because i was full or i was like oh i stopped eating and at the time yeah, because of time. And I was like, well, it's 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 it. That's eight p.m. I mean, I ate and and then dude, by nine o'clock, I was full. Like, so this is what happened, right? So the the podcast crew starts falling apart one by one. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's got stuff going on. So then I was like, I had to call up and I was praying. You know, I was, I was getting ready to go pray with my kids and put them to bed. So they're like, oh, we can't make it, can't make it, can't make it. So then I kill the call. And I go upstairs and I start, you know, put, doing bedtime routine. Because on Thursday nights, if my wife's not home, which is rare, but it does happen occasionally, she'll have to she'll have to work. Or like tonight, she was eating dinner with her friends. Um, I was like, "Hey, kids, you know, go to bed. You know, pray with each other, whatever." Well, whenever I got word that no one was going to make it, I killed the call and I went upstairs and put them to bed. So then, when I got done done with that, I was like friggin' starving dude i'm like so i go downstairs and i'm folding laundry you know and you had messaged me saying hey you know i'll be there in a little bit and i'm like i just want to gnaw my freaking arm off because i'm like so hungry so i slam a couple bottles of water because that's another thing we got to do with this program you got to you got to drink a gallon of water and dude i'm telling you man it's it's tough but it's not it's like you were saying though eating my problem used to be that i traveled with my band when i got off work you know we had something going on almost every night of the week. So you might not eat until midnight and it might be a little Caesars or at two o'clock in the morning, you're eating waffle house. Dude, unhealthy eating times is almost as bad as unhealthy eating in general. So for me, keeping it in that window and trying not to deviate, you know, try not to like, even if it is only 15, 20 minutes before or after, trying to just turn it off and say, nope, got to get my 16 hours of fasting, and then I'll eat when I'm allowed to eat. And I'm a breakfast guy. I was always a get up in the morning, eat you some breakfast. Breakfast is the most important part of the most important meal of the day. Since I've been on this plan, not being able to eat breakfast, that was tough, man. That was that was definitely tough. So Yeah, when, when your routine gets thrown off, it's it's... It's rough. Oh, dude, my routine before this was to freaking go eat a donut and an energy drink first thing every morning on the way to work. Like every every morning, I stopped 
And I see that. <laughs> On the way to work, I got me a donut and a monster. <laughs> that was my that was my morning. And then at 10 o'clock, I would go get a 48-ounce Diet Coke and sip on that until lunch or, you know, and then lunch come around. I'd have another Diet Coke or 10 with my meal. And I used to work out at lunch and then eat immediately after. So I would have like a protein shake or something like that. And then at 2, not 2, it was 3.45. 3.45 was when our next break. And then I would have another Monster. That was pretty much my routine every day. And then I come home and eat dinner. Dude, now, <laughs> like, it was that first two weeks on this plan, it was like, it was like I had my head in a vice and like I had tunnel vision. Like, I, it was hard to see. I had a headache every day for a couple weeks. Like, coming off of all that, like the artificial sugars, the, you know, the monster. Like, I didn't have a monster except for all my cheat meals. That whole first eight weeks. And y'all know I love Monster. And then the second eight weeks, I was drinking Celsius instead of Monster, which is kind of something I've kind of stuck with. I've still incorporated a little bit of Monster back in my, and which is why my weight loss has slowed down because I've been breaking the rules a little bit. But dude. Breaking the law, breaking the law. We ain't playing. <laughs> but dude, yeah, like just to kind of, you know, round that out, man. When you eat is almost as important, if not just as important. Is what you eat. See, another problem that I have with that is I, I tend to eat and then go to bed. Yep. And that's horrible, horrible to do. But, you know, like, the, the, like during the snow season at work, you know, we work 12 hour shifts. So, you know, we work from 7 to 8 to 7 in the morning. So I'm out of my house at 5 o'clock, even though it only takes me like, a half hour, 45 minutes with no traffic to work. When it snows, everybody like drives like idiots, so I always leave two hours ahead. And, you know, I get off at 7 in the morning, I you know, I come home, and it's, you know, anywhere from 8 to 8.30. So, I only have like seven hours. So, I just grab something and go to bed, and that's my life when it snows. When it snows. And that's so horrible to do, but that's the only time I can eat. Because, I mean, I can eat at work, but then, you know, I run into, where am I going to poop? <laughs> That's important. Yes. And we're not going to go any further into that because apparently my job listens to this podcast as well. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got in trouble for telling that story, by the way. It's a good story, man. I would argue one of the best stories. Uh, but, yeah, it's... It, my that don't eat and then go to sleep. Yeah, you know, I I think I think they recommend like in it's a at least an hour before you go to bed, don't eat. It makes sense to me. So uh while we're at a good like transition point, I'm gonna read out a couple of the community goals. All right. So Gareth, a good friend of both shows, writes in, say here's a couple of his goals. The first one is a fitness and weight loss goal. Started a challenge at the time of writing this in, the 9th of January, uh, with a group called It Starts Monday, and his goal is by the time he goes on holiday, which here in the States we'd call that vacation, uh, at the end of May is to get his weight down to 85 kilograms. Um, that is completely unknowable in pounds. Uh, my starting weight was 93.5 kilograms. Again, completely unknowable. No way to find out what that is in pounds. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> do, you, do you want me to Google it? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you can, but you know, uh, you know, I don't even, uh, I had a joke lined up and I dropped it. So, uh, second goal is, uh, relates to foot golf, uh, which is a foot sport golf? that he plays competitively. Yeah, dude, foot golf. Look it up. It's wild. Um, the season starts in March and by the end of the season in October, he wants to have regained his place on the England squad again for the European championships. Uh, Gaz writes in, he says that my goal will be to also gain sponsorship to help towards the cost to play in these events. And this year with traveling, uh, accommodation and entry, all that stuff adding up. So I think those are excellent goals, Gaz, excellent goals. And I believe in you. I think you can do it. And I'll tell you what, what happened. He, he would have made weight. He would have stayed at his, his weight, but he came, made the mistake of coming over here to the States and hanging out with me, and, and then you fattened him up, fattened him up like a like a real American. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong, but I doesn't uh, Gareth doesn't he also run marathons? I don't. I think Dupes is the one doing running the marathons now. I don't think that Gaz is running marathons. Maybe he has. Maybe he does. Gaz, you can let us know when you listen to this. But I know that he does foot golf and things like that. And I thought foot golf was not actually. A legit sport. Well, it's not that. It's just I didn't think that it was legit like golf, but you kick a ball instead of hitting it with the. And sure enough, it's soccer and golf married together, and it's wild. Because when he he was he posted some trophies and some things that he had won, and he was traveling and competing or whatever. And he and I talked about his time doing you know amateur soccer and stuff like that. And, uh, and whenever I looked it up, I was like, "Geez, dude, this is serious stuff." But. Oh, they got weird sports over there. I mean, they got all the sports over there. So we're over here, you know, with foosball, baseball, basketball, you know, and professional wrestling. That's it. That's all we got. And and the only real sport is hockey. Yeah, we do have hockey. We do have hockey. Which is basically boxing on ice. Basically. That's the only reason I play hockey games is the fight. Uh, It's like you watch NASCAR just for the wrecks. That's right. Until Dale Earnhardt died. Well, well. All right. Uh, you know what Dale Earnhardt and Pink Floyd have in common? What? Their last great hit was The Wall. <laughs> uh, somebody just wrecked. And then listen to this. Like, ah, how dare you talk about Dale Earnhardt? You remember Rusty Wallace? Uh, yes, I do. You know what Wallace stands for, right? What? We all look like assholes chasing Earnhardt. <laughs> That's a good one. Have you ever been to a NASCAR event? Tricky. I've been to a couple. They're good, man. That's wild. I didn't think I, I would like it as much as I did. It's wild. I got to tell you, uh, I, I'm very disappointed in my mother, though, because uh, for my birthday one year, she bought me tickets to Pocono. Okay. And three laps in, she was dead asleep. Jeez. I And I don't, I don't mean like she had her eyes closed. Like, she was snoring. And we were uh, uh, in Pocono. Um you know, the only seats are on the front stretch. So it's between turns three and one. We were towards turn one. So by the time the cars got to us, they were doing a good 200 miles an hour. And those cars are not quiet. They are loud. Yeah, they are. And my mother was dead asleep. That's wild. Because she, 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 you know, she only went because, you know, I wanted to go to an Asker race. But she was dead asleep. But I've been to Pocono, I've been to Dover, I've been to Watkins Glen, and I've been to Bristol. Sweet. Bristol is absolutely a fun track to go to. 
I want to go to Daytona and I want to go to Talladega. Heck yeah, man. I've only been to Charlotte, to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think it was the Coca-Cola 500 is what I went to. Coca-Cola 600. 600, there you go. So, But I haven't I have watched NASCAR since they changed all the funky rules. Yeah, I haven't watched it really since we went to it. Um, what's weird is, at the time, I didn't really know that many people that were racing, other than Danica. And she was like total trash. She was like last the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, oh. and we're like, we're pulling for Danica, and she's losing. We're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Well, my my problem is, I I started watching. Uh, I stopped watching when they changed all the rules in it. I turned on like the Daytona 500 the other day, or you know, back in February uh, last year. Wow, that was eleven months ago. Man. I, anyway, and like everybody that I used to like respect and watch they're all retired now and a couple guys that are still there they're like they drive fords and i can't support fords so now i came true for them jeez I, i'm i'm real picky about my car manufacturers hey man i Just, am uh, i am too toyota all the way oh uh, yeah um let's see we got we got a uh, somebody who i'm not gonna mention he knows who he is he works for the the found on road dead people <laughs> um and I'm just gonna say, real man wear bow ties. Jeez. Driver Chevy. Yeah, man. You know, you know, uh, you know, Ford's holding this uh, special promotion, right? What's that? Uh, for every time you buy a Ford, they give you a small puppy. Okay. This way, you have somebody to walk home with after your car dies. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like. If I throw it enough shade. I think you're doing good, man. I think you need to keep it up. You're on a roll tonight. This is a tricky and rare form. So I think I'm up. I think I'm back on anticipated games now, correct? Yeah, how many we how many things are we doing? Because I got no more. We'll do one more round. Well, this will be right, the well, final round. Okay. My next most anticipated game of 2023 is Alan Wake 2, baby. I, Why? Because it's gonna be awesome. The first one sucked ass. The first one was good for its time. I don't think it was a terrible game by any stretch, but I think that Remedy has really just, they're just next level after Control, man. I think right. I think Control, I, I, you know, after Control, getting a Alan Wake survival horror game, because that's what they call it. That's what they said. They said, this one's going to be scary. Ain't no, ain't no bull crap. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. Can feel it in my body. That game made me lose a friend. <laughs> no, you being a douche made you lose a friend. <laughs> no, I I lost a friend because. It, never mind. I'm throwing enough shade. I don't need to throw more shade. Yeah, don't throw shade. Oh, I'm throwing more shade. I'm just not throwing shade at him. There you go. See, it's good guy tricky. At it again. I try. <laughs> so yeah I don't always succeed but I try well Alan Wake 2 again we haven't seen anything from it really I don't know that this one will come out this year either it is slated for this year but who knows but they said it's going to be a actual horror game so I'm excited now alright I'm not throwing shade Okay, but, but you, you saw the, the little teaser trailer mm -hmm. did Alan Wake not look like Keanu Reeves Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I said that, and somebody's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, 
He a hundred percent looked like Keanu. Reeves. He actually okay. So I got two two things. He looked like Keanu Reeves and Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I I couldn't really tell which one he looked more like because Keanu Reeves having long hair and the beard right now for for uh, John Wick totally had some John Wick vibes going on, but he has softer features, and so I was thinking a little more like a. Uh, like um, Jake Gyllenhaal, but not Brokeback Mountain Jake Gyllenhaal, like Prince of Persia Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have to clarify. Yeah, because there's two different Jakes. Never mind. I was going to make a really bad joke. I was going to make a really, really bad joke. I just can't quit you. All right, what you got next? I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm trying to behave, uh, but I, I will say this is actually the, like one of the first times I was able to play a video game where I record a podcast. That feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, because I can't do that on my show because you don't know, have to wrangle in the boys. <laughs> so speaking of wrangling the boys, I just I'm playing South Park Stick of Truth because I was pledged to play this by uh, Rebby Rick, and because I had already played the beginning of the game, I was like, okay, I'll go through the, the tutorial essentially in the first kind of areas or whatever. And I don't need the volume because I really want to hear the game. I really want to laugh. And I am right. so many years removed from South Park. It's incredible. Since we've been playing this game, I have walked in on a naked neighbor. And I have you played this game yet? No, and I, I won't because I can't stand South Park. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I was, while we were talking, I walked in on someone with the covers over them, and it said in captions, <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh. What the freak am I playing? And then you're like, yeah, I need to, you know, I can't play games because I got to wrangle the boys. I'm like, speaking of wrangling the boys, this dude's over here wrangling his boy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, it's uh, it's definitely something. But what I'm trying to do right now is, before I do any missions in the game, since we're on the call together, is just go through the side-scroll style and just break everything and pick up all the loot I can get. Gotcha. So, all right, Tricky. Most, last most anticipated game. I'm looking on my list again. So you're looking at your list? I'm looking at the list right now. Well, I, I Googled 2023 games. Yeah, all good. Still so, no judgment. Um, if this was Trophy Horse, those boys would be judging you hard. But you know who's not judging you? Me. The Wolf Among Us 2. Oh, yes. That's what I'm going to listen Yep, that's going to be a good one, man. That's going to be a good one. I don't know if the trophies are going to be good, like the old one, well, but... See, that, that's the question is, because uh, I I don't know, because it's, it's, it's former Telltale people. Right. But it's not Telltale. Correct. Even though it is Telltale in name, that's who's developing it, it's not really Telltale. Correct. So... That could be a very good thing, or it could be a very bad thing because part of the magic of Wolf Among Us was the story. I agree. Um, see, and I, I, I haven't even started playing uh, New Tales from the Borderland yet because 
I, I own it, but I haven't started playing yet because I don't know what Gearbox did with it. Good or bad? I don't know. That's what scares me. That's why I'm not playing it. So you're going to own it and just not play it out of fear of playing it? I'm, I'm No, I'm going to play it. But if I start playing it and it's not like no, the Telltale games, then I'm going to be highly disappointed. Sweet. So. Yeah, I got a feeling there's some disappointment to be had, but it's also... It can't, I, no one's talking about that game, so it's weird. I, I don't know... And it came out of nowhere, too. It was like, oh, this is a game we're making, and it's out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. Oh, I can hear you clicking. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. And my mic is so hot now, it's like, it's freaking, there's no hiding it. So, it's almost like using a brand new microphone. I'm That new cord and that new port, man, that was the way to go. I'm, I'm actually surprised you're using a USB mic. Like, I, I would think you would be, like, X, XLR the whole way. Dude, I just literally, this week, sold my board, my all my XLR, I mean, three of my XLR condenser mics. Uh, I sold two interfaces. I sold live mics. Like, I sold so much freaking gear this week. So, just been, been hoarding it, man. Just been filling up bins full of gear. And I'm like, I don't use any of this. I use a USB um, Yeti Blue. And then my backup, I've got two backups, two backup USB port uh, mics. I've got a newer and I've got a Mononoco or Monoco, something like that. Monoco. Um, and all those are great, but man, the, the, the Yeti is just awesome. I just, I think it's better than everything else that I use. Everything else. I had an AT2020, you know, still right. thought this was better. But I'm going yeah, to get one of those short can the, mics uh, eventually. What's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about buying the, I don't know if, it's a sure 3M, 3000. Yeah. That's the one I want, but it's like $400. Yep. I think uh, Tanner bought one right before he quit doing the show with us. <laughs> uh, the sure SM7B. That's what it is. It's $400. Yep. That's, that's the good one. That's the one that everybody uses that sounds really, really amazing. Yeah, but but I, I just I can't justify spending $400 on that mic. No, you gotta make a goal, man. You gotta make a make a goal to raise that money with the Patreon to buy yourself a nice microphone. Oh, speaking of which, I'm I'm derailing the show again. Good. Um, we all know the the VR two is coming out next month. Yep. And when they came out and said it was going to cost five hundred fifty dollars, I said, "Hey, these guys can go themselves. I'm not paying five hundred fifty dollars for a VR." Okay. Then I can hop on PlayStation.com today, and I'm like. Hmm. They're selling the VR bundled in with Horizon Call of the Mountain for six hundred. And I texted my boys. I said, "You guys got to talk me out of buying this." And then fools are like, "Go ahead and buy it." <laughs> I'm like, "You're supposed to talk me out of it." They're like, "We knew the second you sent that message, you already convinced yourself to buy it. Now you just try to." I was like, "No, I'm like, I there's no reason for me to buy it." But yep, they. I might, I might be buying VR too. So I still can't stomach VR one. So I'm, uh, I've got, I've I set up a VR station in my basement. I don't know if I mentioned that on the show recently, but what I did was I took one of the PS4s that we had and the VR and like a 32 inch. Oh man! So I, uh, I upgraded my, um, my office space. So I got a, a new PC. 
a and three 27 i think they're are they 27 inch monitors 27 sound like a normal number yes yeah so three 27s right um that all match so i'm using specters i think that's what they are scepter scepter specter anyway anyways and so I took my my two Samsung 32s out of here. And I put my old PC that I had gotten from my brother in my eBay room down in the basement. So now I can just kind of print on demand, you know, pump out all my stuff and just keep my shipments flowing. And my shipping is pretty much, if I don't ship same day, it's this next day as far as shipping goes. It is very rare if I miss, miss that. Um, that being said... In the room adjacent to it, I took the 32-inch that I had in here with my two Samsungs. I had no use for it anymore. So I mounted it on the wall, put the extra PS4 we had over there, and the VR unit. So now, in the weight room, where we have like our free weights and our um, we put our uh, yoga mats to do our hip right. workouts and stuff, there's a VR space. So any one of the kids can go over and do VR. So what I did the other day was I didn't do the HIT workout. I did a kind of a variation of it, like my own version, where I sat there and I I played pinball heroes while doing um, sets of twenty five squats up to three hundred, and then I would do a different set. Like I would do, I did regular squats, I did sumo squats, I did uh, various lunging type of activities or whatever. And I platinum pinball heroes while exercising using my VR. I, I mean, it's not a VR game, but I just, I, once I, I had it set up for VR, no one was using it. I'm like, hey, I'm going to exercise and get trophies. And I did it. You know what, you know what game is a good workout? Uh, Beat Saber. That's what everybody says. That's what everybody says. I, I've played That's it before, too, but I didn't play it for long. Oh, that that is a workout. So I need to. I need, uh, can you get beat, a Beat Saber on the regular VR? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's limited. It doesn't have the same options as the PC version. Okay, because the PC version you could basically like, I don't want to say hack, but you can put custom songs into it. Where on the PlayStation you could only do the songs they release. Gotcha. Um, but see that that's another worry with the VR too is they. They announced that the original VR games are not going to be compatible. Right. But I also heard stories that uh, certain games are going to be ported over. Yeah, which some of them already are. I think Moss is one of them that's get, getting a, a port. Right. Which now, does that mean uh, new trophy list? I hope so. Because then I might have to. Pop some uh, VR on. Get get your VR on, eh? Yeah. Uh, all right. There's a, there's a video, but it doesn't. I don't want to play a video while we're recording. Gotcha, gotcha. We're gonna wrap it up here anyway. So. Oh, good, because I'm hungry. And there you go. Same here, but I can't eat until noon tomorrow. I got 12 hours where I can eat again. So, I'm gonna end it with this. Okay. So Diego writes in and said, "Here's a couple of his goals." Uh, one of those being uh, work on his health and fitness. He's I've definitely neglected myself for a long time. And it was only within the past nine months 
that was put into perspective, feeling pain, running out of breath, etc. Finally took steps into rectifying this and hoping to continue on improving it. Well, congratulations, man. I'm glad you're taking those steps. Definitely want to encourage you to do that. Another goal he has is a, a real personal one, he says. Hopefully it doesn't come off as cringe or sappy. And there's no such thing here on the Loot Bros podcast. It's all cringe. <laughs> but I really want to find uh, Christianity and accept Jesus. I come from a religious family, and while I did grow up around religious teachings, being, quote, an adult now, I've strayed away. I really want to fix that, preferably sooner rather than later. Well, my man, Diego, you wrote to the right show because uh, your boy loves him some Jesus, and I am all about churching it up and talking shop. So I want to put this out there, not only to you personally, which, by the way, I will message you personally, but to anyone listening, uh, if you guys are wanting to have some conversations about Christianity, about uh, old good guy Jesus, and uh, that's actually probably not funny to say it that way, but... <clears throat> <laughs> I, I take that back. <laughs> but if you, you want to talk about Jesus, you want to talk about Christianity, religion in general, shoot me a message. Let's get on a call. Let's have some conversations. I am by no stretch of the imagination an expert in the field. But I know a thing or two about the Bible, and I've experienced some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I've got a story, and I'd love to tell you. And I'd love to have that conversation with you, Diego. And I'd love to have the conversation with any of you guys. So, uh, Again, not a perfect person, definitely not an expert when it comes to all things in the Bible, but I know a thing or two. I love to talk. I love to talk shop with you. So um, the reason why this particular category, I guess, in the uh, or this particular, what's the text thread in the Discord exists, and the reason why I put it out there in our Discord, and uh, the reason why I'm having this conversation here on the podcast is because... Years ago, I had this this crazy epiphany, Tricky. We will really? we will encourage each other to buy video games. We will encourage each other to watch TV shows. We'll encourage each other to play more video games and get platinums and get achievements and get trophies, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that I see the gaming community as a whole, not just the Loot Bros or the Trophy Horse community, but the gaming community as a whole, it's very rare that I see everyone encourage each other to just do better in life in general. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it's kind of the opposite. Maybe not intentionally, but it's like, hey, let's stay inside and let's play more games. Hey, let's be antisocial and let's grind out more Platinums. Hey, let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep our focus so buried into this digital world, achieving these digital goodies that we neglect other things in life. And one of the things I've tried to do on this show and I try to do this in my YouTube videos now as well, as I try to put an emphasis on other things, you know, that aren't just video games, even though it's all video game centric, if that makes any sense, right? So I always try to talk about family, you know, my family, my kids, what I'm doing with my with my children to be intentional with them on the show, even if that means I get less platinums than you, you know? My, but you definitely are getting I'm less. Definitely getting less platinums. I mean, it's it's embarrassing right now. But you know what? I deserve to get my behind kicked because I ain't real like you. You know, maybe I will be soon. Who knows? But I, I, it's also worth noting that I'm the only official trophy whore on the show called Trophy. That's horse. right. You are by definition the the trophy whore. The trophy whore. 
Actually, I, I'm the pimp. I'm the player in the management position. There you go. Absolutely. But that being said, man, I want to encourage you guys to lean into each other and lean into me with the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tricky, the reason why I put you on the spot and had you throw out goals is because I want to be accountable for you. Or at least offer that up. Maybe you don't want me to. Maybe you don't want me to push you. Diego, you putting your goals out here being, you know, an internal spiritual goal and then an external physical fitness goal. I think that is awesome. And I think the fact that you shared that in the community, it's uh it's you know you're you're putting it out there in hopes that will keep you accountable. Same thing goes for Gaz. You know, Gaz Gaz has got some cool goals, man, you know, like not only just getting, you know, healthier, but then to, you know, reach a I don't know status. I guess is the best way but to achieve uh, to uh, to get a position to to get back on his team to earn sponsorships. You know what I'm saying? Like that's going above and beyond. That's achieving something. You know, and I think that's awesome. That's why I put it out there to you guys that not only do I want to get healthier, but I also want to do something in my life, becoming a small business owner that hopefully will then leave something behind for my children or something for them to have a part of in the next few years. So I always try to, yeah, sure, our shtick here on the Loot Bros Podcast is to make a nonsensical, cringy, comedy, video game podcast, but also to drop little bits in there every so often to let you guys know that we are serious, we are good people, at least we try to be, and we want to encourage you guys to do better, whatever better is, you know? So I just want to put that out there, guys, that... I want to help keep you accountable. This is not the last time we're going to have this conversation, okay? I want to jump in periodically and encourage you guys. I want to check on you guys. I want to see how things are going. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear updates. I want to hear, Tricky, that, you know, how your your goals are going. You know, did you play more games? Did you, did you maintain your eating regimen to where you continue to lose weight without actually having to do much else you know what i'm saying <laughs> we're not doing anything well you know, but you see but but like it's a thing though it's a real thing so like if you if you, if you nail it and you're doing it then you, i want to celebrate that and if you miss your mark diego you know gaz myself if you miss the mark then then let's look at it you know let's take a minute let's look at it and say okay what do we got to do to figure it out you know so I definitely want to be a tool, want to be encouraging in that form and fashion, okay? The last thing we got, Tricky, if you got time for one more. Uh, I, got, I got plenty of time for you. All right, this is the most serious one of all of them. Oh, no. Okay? I'm styling on you, bro. He writes in and says, I actually don't have any goals, so I'm just going to play more video games. That's good. <laughs> I like that one. Simple and to the point. That's right. Wise words from a wise man. And actually, he comes back and says, no, real real talk. He's like, I actually need, he says, actually, no, I need to learn more guitar songs. It's good for my mental health, but also so boring tabbing it all out. Stylin', I agree with you. I feel that on real levels. As a matter of fact, I commented back on there. I felt that because I, too, need to learn more on the guitar. I have gotten so far away from, from practicing and playing. And this is coming from somebody who still thinks they're going to be a musician one day. You know, like I've got this rig over here beside me. I've got like a, a tube amp. I've got my guitar on the wall. I've got my bass over in the corner. I've got this 
I just spent $500 on a freaking effects processor to eliminate having to have a multi, uh, multi-channel board and, and, and a mixer and all that stuff, which is, again, one of the reasons why I sold that stuff. I, I spent all this money. I got all this crap over here, and then here I am not playing any of it, you know? So I, I sounds like a video game collection. Uh, I know it does. It, <laughs> I treat my guitars like I treat my games. Just they're all still in the wrapper. That's right, still wrapped up. So, so I I feel you on that one, and I do encourage this too for you and for anyone else who's listening who's musically inclined at all. Music is good for the mental health. It is good for. I don't want to say good for the soul. I don't know that I really mean that, but it does make you feel better. There is something about learning and playing a song. And whenever the key is correct and the timing is correct, it all feels really good. There's something, there's a sense of accomplishment, at least for me anyways, whenever you just nail it. That being said, learning the songs and rehearsing the songs and playing the songs is tough. It's frustrating, but it's just like working out. It's like the first little while of doing this is going to suck, but then after a while you're going to get it. You're going to, you're going to get into your groove and then you'll be good. So I would love to encourage you, Stylin, to play more guitar, learn a song or two, jam it out for us, put it on YouTube, let's, let us listen to it, share those links, even if you think it's trash. You know what I'm saying? I would love to love to see what you got, you know? And and you never know. You This is the, this is the beautiful part about a community. You putting a, a little bit of effort in learning some more guitar stuff might inspire me to put in some more effort and learn some more guitar stuff, you know? Uh, you... Uh, Gaz hitting your weight loss goal might be the spark that ignites me into pushing harder on my next set of reps to meet my fitness goal. You, Diego, reaching out saying, "Hey, you know, like uh, I, I really want to figure this Christian thing out. I really want to to figure this thing out." Might be the spark it takes to ignite me to get deeper and deeper into my Bible. So I was like, you know what? What can I pull out of here that's going to help a brother out? You know, you tricky. Hitting 1,000 Platinums might be the spark that I need to spam again. Uh, you don't need no spark. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I just want to thank you for everything you just said, uh, and I'm going to change your name to Tony Robbins. Oh, you like that? I'll, 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 I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Motivational speaker. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing. You, you should hear me in my sales meetings on Wednesday, man. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. And you clearly don't. Hey, you know what? Fake it till you make it, brother. That is the quote I'm leaving you all with. Fake it until you make it. You keep pretending, keep on striving. Oh, this I, I got one for real, for real, for real. This time. Oh, I'm hungry, uh, Daryl. I'm starving, but you know what? I can't eat for twelve hours, so you got to suffer. With so you can, so you can make me starve. Like, all right, this is what this dude said. I went to this, uh, I went to this thing in in Michigan a few well, a couple months back or whatever. We had this giant uh, broker owner course, you know, and I got sent on behalf of the owners of our business as the owner. So I got introduced as the owner. It's like, hey, you know, I'm telling stories as if I was the owner. Not really. I, I told everybody. I was like, too straight up. I'm filling in here. But I am your guy. I'm the one you want to send to learn because selfishly, I'm going to open up multiple businesses. It's going to happen. But this guy comes on and he gives us this great sales pitch. He just talks about the sales team and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing about building up your salesman. And at the very end, he goes, all right, so I want you to keep your mind right and you grind tight. I'm out. I'm like, man, that's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sorry. My stomach's crumbling. <laughs> All right. This is the part of the show where we're going to cut. Thank you, Tricky, for coming on here. Thank you so much for spending time with me tonight. I, I just have one more thing to say. Sure. F Vince McMahon. Oh, I know, dude. What is up with that? Taking that Saudi money. I I seriously doubt that's true. Oof, that'd be. But now there's a rumor that he's either going to sell it to Disney, or he's going to sell it to Tony Cod. Oh, that would be amazing if he came back and then sold it to the competition, bro. It's it's absolutely stupid what they're doing. Hey man, this, they're actually suing him right now, saying he he was shouldn't be able to come back. Dude. That's it's a it's a work. This is his final work. This is his final angle. So one one uh was it uh T Bird sent me a little video. I'm gonna play it for you, and then we're gonna end right here. And I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna put in all of the updates on the back of the beatdown and the trophy rarity competition. All right, guys, I'm jumping back in post-edit right now to read out the score for the Backlog Beatdown 4, Back for Blood. All right, so right now we've got in first place, I'm styling on your bro with 29 points, just out the gate, ripping and roaring. We got Diego with 16 points. We got Duplex with 12 points. We got the Bearded Nerd, Zach Ledford, with 6 points. We got Gaz Davis with 5. We got James the Nerd with 5. Good job, buddy. Uh, we have Resident Daryl with four, Dino Killer with four, JT with four. We have Alex Saunders from the Turvy Horse Podcast with three, Red Beer Rick with three, Sadik coming in with three, Old Meme Boy Jared, Dr. Deuce with two. We have John Michael two, and we have Noah the Builder with two. So that's very, very good, guys. In the first 15 days as of recording this, um, to have some good points. Now, there are things that haven't been updated, things they got posted last night early this morning as i'm recording and editing i haven't gone in there and updated the spreadsheet so next week obviously this guy's th this will go up guys so very good job now what i'm going to do is i'm going to patch in some audio from uh, gareth on the trophy rarity competition gareth went out of his way to you know work up some really good uh stats for the trophy rarity leaderboard and i think that's really awesome that he did that so i'm going to Patch that in right now, and we will end the show there. So thank you guys so much for participating in all things Loot Bros Podcast. And the rest of the crew got together this weekend, and they did another little show, a little part two for the gaming goals and the personal goals. So we'll release that later in the week. So the first of the week, you'll hear me and, and Tricky jabber our jaws, and then later in the week, you'll hear the rest of the crew. So I think that's a nice little surprise and a nice little thing to have a little post week loot bros so you guys take it easy have a good one play some games and here is gareth greetings from the uk welcome to the first edition of the annual rarity contest update um we're into week two of this now um, in collaboration with the loot bros podcast and the trophy whores podcast you can find details of the contest on Facebook under the Trophy Looting Group. There'll also be updates on, on each of the podcasts, uh, Facebook groups as well. Um, it's been a really successful start so far. We've had more people join as we've uh, as we've gone on and it's got more exposure. Um, we're two weeks into it now. 
and points seem to be flowing, certainly the second week more so than the first. So I'll get into updating the tables for you. I have done it on the Trophy Luton site, albeit the images of them are not the, not the greatest, but I have sort of split it into two. Um, those of you who have seen it on the, on the group will notice that I've also added a couple of other statistics, which will be quite interesting to go through over the year. So the first one is the rare for each per each contestant their rarest trophy of the week that they've earned and, and in what game that is. And they're also also their, their rarest trophy of the year. Uh, and obviously as they get rarer, um, I'll update that. I would have thought I'll be updating Tricky's first, seeing as his rarest trophies earned in 2023 is at 92.11%. A little bit embarrassing, but there we go. So what I'll do is I'll do the table in reverse order from top to bottom. So we have two new entries this week. So they have only had their base line trophies taken today, and that is Darth Knight 82 and the Grounded Gamer. So they will go into next week's update. So propping up the table is Tross0726, who has an overall score of minus five. Next on the, next on the leaderboard, the Bearded Nerds. Zach has yet to get off the mark, zero points. Not played anything yet by the looks of it, seeing as there is no trophies earned since December. Um, just going back to uh, Tross's um, trophies, his rarest trophy of the week is Slake Buster in Guardians of the Galaxy, which has a 50.37% rarity value. Next up from the Bidners is the Kamish JT, that one cigar. And he has moved up. He's gained five points this week to take him into the positives. So he's out of the negatives at least. He's on two points with um, his most rarest trophy being in Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Male completionist, a 43.81 rarity value. Next up is Kalai. And she has been, she's managed to take herself away from the Switch and PC gaming and she's done a little bit on the PlayStation. Uh, she's on level points with JT on two uh, and her rarest trophy is Acrobatic in Neon Abyss 24.86%. So an uncommon trophy there. Not a game I'm familiar with. Next up, Tricky Mick. What can we say about Tricky Mick? 6,613 common trophies since the 1st of January. Um, not much going on else other than that on the other sides of it. Um, his most recent, most rare, his rarest trophy, knock off the rust, God of War Ragnarok, 92.11%. Brilliant. Above tricky is Sadak. It comes in. Uh, Sadak is on eight points uh, with an increase of five this week. Combo creator, Earth Defense 4.1 at 29.25%. Dropping down the table, the brain 76. 
Riley has, in, has increased. He's uh, has has got plus three, uh, very rare increase. So that's worth five, five points each. One of those. Uh, however, he did lose four of his rare trophies, so he lost twelve points. So only a net plus three on that basis. But he is uh, a little jump up from eight points, which was tricky. He's on thirteen with nine. Uh, a nine weekly increased score, but sadly didn't earn a trophy this week. Resident Darrell is next up. He's moved off the bottom, was on negative three from last week. He is now on plus 15 with his latest and most rare, his rarest trophy, Bulldozed in Gotham Knights, 45.84% rarity. Level on points with Resident Darrell is Stink Farm, 15 points. Has done 15 points this week. Never been better. Minecraft Dungeons, 13.73%. So a rare trophy. Yeah. Homer gets stuff next. He is on 22 points within a weekly increase of six, but again, not earned a trophy this week. However, his rarest trophy to date for year is Stargazer in Dragon Age Inquisition at 18.95%. Next up. From the UK, Dupes25. Dupes is on 43 points, so a 21-point gap now between between Homer and Dupes. Uh, he had a 24-point increase this week, uh, and a pretty rare trophy actually made it his fourth degree in Hidden Agenda, which is one of those um, that you play games or something, you know, with the uh, user mobile devices. Not played it myself, do own it, like a lot of these games, but not played it. MZ Nitro has dropped down from fourth place, and he is on three points ahead of Dupes on 46, an increase of 15, and he is mm, Night Cup, Ma, Mahjong Royal Towers. Not a game I own, probably won't ever own. But uh, yeah, 19.94% rarity. Not... As rare as his overall, Jack of all trades and Mafia 3 at 15.22 is his rarest to date. Top 8, so in 8th place, Yield. And Yield has moved up the leaderboard and he had a 28 point increase. Is on 50 points with his rarest this week of Completionist Shadow of Tomb Raider at 18.67%. Seventh place, big jump up for CJ, the original spam artist. Obviously doing a bit more rarer hunting these days, um, despite his 90,672 common trophies. Um, total points of 52 and at, and at a weekly increase of 36. And his rarest trophy this week is full crew in The Witcher 3, 13.03%. Top six. Joe, Mr. TMNT84, makes the top six. 74 points overall. 34 points this week. His, oh, no, I tell a lie. That was wrong. I was reading someone else's. He's on 56 points with 30 points this week. And his rarest trophy, new paint job in Monster Jam Steel Titans 2, 17.71%. Meese goats a lot. Is next at fifth. 
all the way from New Zealand. And Mies goats a lot. 74 points, an increase of 34. Dapper Kappa in Bugsnacks, 24.14% is his rarest trophy of the week. Top four, and Alex from the Trophy Horse podcast, Ray's Havoc, comes in and he's the first of our contestants to break the 100-point barrier with a huge increase of 83 points. He's on 109 points overall, and he earned Legend of Weird West, which was the Platinum Trophy in Weird West, a new game that came out, One one I do want to get. Um, heard good things about it, but that has put him up into the top four. Big increase. Well done, Alex. Another big increase, Redbeard Rick from the UK. He posted the biggest increase, the weekly increase, um, out of anybody. 98-point increase, giving him 117 points overall. And his rarest trophy, he achieved platinum trophy, nice original name, in Fallout New Vegas, which was a 6.95% rarity, so a very rare trophy, as per PSM profiles. At number two, Mar dropping one, Marky Fraser, on 121 points, increase of 63. I believe in a higher power, Gems of War, a 2.92% rarity, so an ultra rare uh, this week he did achieve, which gives him three ultra rares overall, actually, so... Pretty good going from Marky. A um, little bit embarrassed to say it, but number one is me. Um, not fixed at all, but I'm on 152 points with a weekly increase of 95, and my rarest trophy was uh, the Platinum in Star Wars Battlefront 2 at 4.23%. Uh, 95 points this week. So that's the league table that is posted up on Facebook in the trophy looting group. Um, what I would also do is just I'm going to give you the top five rarest trophies of the week and what they are for. And again, the rarest trophies of 2023. This it'll be a regular thing, certainly of the week that the, the rarest trophies of 2023 I'll do is maybe every month once there is a, a change to it. So first so off the top five rarest trophies of the week is uh dupes. In number so in, this is of the week so fifth place fourth degree hidden agenda by dupes and that was for well fourth degree is for felicity burns to death not good for felicity number four legend of weird west and that was from alex and that was a platinum number three fallout new vegas platinum from rick um number two the Platinum Trophy for Star Wars Battlefront 2 by myself at 4.23. And the rarest trophy of the week was attained by Marky Fraser, which was, I believe, in a higher power on in Gems of War, DLC pack 25. So just a few trophies in that one. Um, and that was for Reach Kingdom level 15 in Five Kingdoms. Um, the top five rarest trophies of 2023. So this is going to be obviously very similar. The... There is one change, though. Um, the Hidden Agenda Trophy 4th Degree drops out and is replaced at number one spot by Yield, who is for his trophy Pro Team in Deep Rock Galactic 
which was to earn silver promotions for all dwarves, and that carries a 1.15% rarity value. So that is the trophy to beat um, if you want the rarest of 2023. Um, the next one to be knocked out is Legend of Weird West at 9.76%, which is which is Alex. Um, that is pretty much it for week two. Obviously, this may well be a, a regular feature. Um, I may well be on the show at times as well and we'll do a live sort of discussion, bring people on um, if if that if you know that's uh, an option. But I hope you all enjoy the contest and um, yeah. Until next time, take care and uh, keep earning those trophies. Cheers. Change. We will no longer remain quiet.